0: Hey, welcome to the space of possibility. I'm extremely grateful you're here. I'm grateful that you've made the commitment to develop yourself, to expand and enrich your experience, to bring more peace and love to your life and to the lives of all those around you. To do this, in this course, we're going to practice a number of meditation techniques most of which have their foundation in vipassana, or insight meditation. A Buddhist practice which seeks to cultivate the state of mind commonly referred to as mindfulness. Now, as I'm sure you're aware, mindfulness practice is currently quite the fad in the West, and that's wonderful. It's great that, as a culture, we're promoting more mindfulness. But with its surge in popularity, there's also been a lot of misunderstanding as to what mindfulness is. There seems to be many who are promoting it as a kind of stress ball uh, to help manage anxiety and depression and others who are promoting it as a tool to increase your concentration or your productivity. And there's not much understanding at all of the
1: historical and philosophical context in which it sits. Now, just to be clear, mindfulness practice certainly can help relieve stress. It
0: certainly can help manage anxiety and depression. In fact, this is how it was presented to me. It's how I stepped into the practice over a decade ago when I was dealing with severe depression and suicidal ideation. So don't worry if this is your motivation for practicing. But the practice of mindfulness considered in its full historical and philosophical context, is much more than a stress ball or corporate tool. It's a profound means for looking at one's own experience. It's a method to bring about a radical change in one's understanding, a way to gain insights into yourself, the world, and your place in it. It's a way to dramatically transform your life and your being in the world. So, today, rather than meditate, I'd just like to take this space to talk for a moment about what mindfulness is. Okay, so what is it? Well, probably the most common response I hear from people is that mindfulness means to be present. That you are in the now. And yes, this is certainly a necessary aspect of mindfulness. You need to be here to be mindful, but that's not quite the whole picture. Joseph Goldstein, a wonderful Vipassana teacher and longtime practitioner, often uses the example of a black lab to demonstrate. Why Presence Isn't Enough. Now, Black Labs, adorable, no doubt, are certainly in the present moment. They're not lost in thought, not thinking about the future, not planning their day, or remembering some interaction from the past. No, they're fully immersed in the present moment, fully immersed in their sense of smell. Interested in their surroundings and happy to be with you.
1: But is a black lab really that mindful? Probably not. Okay, so what else do we need? Well, another aspect to mindfulness
0: is something scientists call metacognition. An awareness of awareness. Knowing that you're knowing. And this will become clearer with practice, but if you take a look at your experience, you'll notice that everything in it is arising in this pairwise progression of knowing and object. There are bodily sensations and the knowing of bodily sensations. Feelings and the knowing of feelings. Sounds and the knowing of sounds. Thoughts and the knowing of thoughts. Most of us, most of the time, are more like black labs. We aren't really aware of this knowing aspect. Awareness collapses into its objects. We become easily identified with our thoughts. So, as we move through this course, we'll continue practicing bringing the knowing side of things into the field of awareness. We'll learn how to prevent awareness from becoming lost in or identified with its contents. We'll see how we're barely beginning to scratch the surface of this metacognition. How we're barely beginning to wake up to awareness itself. Okay, so in addition to being present, Mindfulness also requires this knowing aspect, this metacognition, an awareness that we're aware of some aspect of experience.
1: So, is this it? Not quite. There's one more very important and
0: powerful aspect of mindfulness, but it's one that can be obscured by the language we use to capture it. So, I'm going to approach it from two angles. First, by expressing what it isn't, and then hopefully clarifying what it is. So, the word mindfulness is often used interchangeably with awareness, which is a big word in English and can sometimes create confusion. And in these courses, I too will often use these words interchangeably. So, to hopefully prevent any confusion, let me just clarify a bit what I mean when I use these words. To be aware or to be mindful of some aspect of experience can easily be interpreted to mean simply acknowledging whatever it is, to be aware of it. When anger arises, for example, and we lose our cool, we can be aware that anger is present. And that we've lost our cool. That we're acting this anger out. But this isn't mindfulness. It's not awareness in the way I'm speaking about it. Mindfulness requires more. It requires that we don't grasp at the pleasant. And that we don't push the unpleasant away. It requires an equanimous mind. A mind that sits in the middleness. A mind that holds every aspect of experience without reacting to it.
1: One that is completely open, receptive, and still. So, when I'm using awareness, this is
0: generally how I'm using it. And pay close attention and you'll notice That this is actually the nature of awareness itself. You'll see that awareness is that which holds every aspect of experience. Without prejudices or biases. It's that which simply knows. Any desire or aversion to our experience. Arises and is known in awareness. It's not. What awareness is. So again. When I ask you to be aware. I'm asking you to step into that formless. Open space of awareness.
1: To occupy it. To embody it. To simply be that which knows. That which doesn't
0: have preferences or biases. That which is open
1: and receptive to the entirety of existence. That which is perfectly still and at peace. Continue to cultivate this quality and watch it become a kind of superpower
0: in your life. See how when you're able to sit in true equanimity like this, How much more freedom you have. Freedom to not react to people and situations. Freedom to not react to or be compelled by thoughts and emotions.
1: Watch the entirety of your being settle into an unshakable peace. Well, I think that's enough concepts for
0: today. We can talk all we want about awareness, about consciousness and its contents, but no concept can ever replace the direct experience of a thing. So, if you're confused at all by what we discussed today, no worries. A conceptual understanding has no weight until the concepts make contact with experience. So, exactly what mindfulness is will become clear with practice.
1: Now, before you go, let me just
0: finish by clarifying that mindfulness is not an end in itself. It is a means to cultivate wisdom. It's a way to examine closely and honestly
1: what leads onward to peace Love, happiness, and freedom. And what leads to more suffering? Anyway,
0: thank you again for taking the time to understand the nature of your
1: own mind. You really are a remarkable creature. Until next time.